uh, are one of the most important issues of our time. That's what I wrote down because I that's one of the things that I say about the reason that I that I got into the field of dating and relationship coaching is to lead to healthier marriages and then healthier children who are the next generation. Um, and that it really is like getting this squared away because I don't I don't know which of you. I mean, I know, Jason, you're married. I don't know. I don't know who else is married here, but. If you're out there in the wild as a single person right now, it is it is crazy. It's the wild, wild, wild. I'm actually glad I'm not out there. I'm not out in the wild. It is out there in the wild, isn't it? <laughs> well, for I guess since this is all about relationship, I'll be totally transparent. That's just how I am. Uh, I'm divorced, so okay. I'm 36, divorced. Best thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, because no, no kids? No kids. Oh, so single, nice. back in the field. But I took a six-year break because what my divorce taught me was <coughs> I needed to level up as a Ooh. man. And, um, and so I took that very serious. Uh, what I did when my divorce was actually, like, very real to me, I, I called my ex-father-in-law, and I apologized to him. I love it. And I, you know, I never abused his daughter. I never cheated on her. It just didn't work out. And relationships, that just happens. But what I did feel as a man is I needed to apologize to the man that I told that I would take care of his daughter. Ooh. So, Boy, that's awesome. Yeah, so how did that go over? So man? it was good. Boy. Like we you know, Obviously, it was over a phone call, but we both shed tears. It was very apparent. Um, but that was my, like, I cannot be in another relationship until I know I'm good. And um, that doesn't mean, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but that doesn't mean, like, in a relationship that I or the woman uh, is if she's the breadwinner, like meaning she makes more money, whatever. That means she's cool and she's crushing it at what she does. What I felt was missing in my relationship was the um, the comfort that a woman, and Rachel, correct me if I'm wrong, but whether or not you're like the breadwinner, a woman will always want to feel uh, protected by their man and have the comfort that he's got it. If shit goes down, he's got it, right? Yeah. I don't think that I ever really provided my ex with that, and that's what I needed to fix about myself. So as far as, like, when we get into the dating, that's why, for me, this is really important because that's a, I think that is a dying mentality, especially in the dating culture. I love it. And I hope we get into, uh, you know, talk about the masculine and the feminine because I think if you're going to, if we're going to dive into relationships, we have to understand the masculine and the feminine what the difference is and what each roles are and what they look for and what connects them. But, but I think we live in the t in a day and a time where we have very strong women mm -hmm. and very weak men. Mm -hmm. And I believe a strong woman will either break a man or make an incredibly strong men. So I think it's it's you know I th I think we live in an incredible time, um, but it is time for men to level up. And I think. That's the thing. To me, men level up alone. You know, it's not, you know, your wife's going to make you strong. It's not, you know, your woman's going to make you the better man. It's like you got to go be time alone, time with God, and figure out who you are, what your purposes are, where you're going, and find a path that's strong enough and compelling enough that the woman says, damn, I like that guy. I like where he's going. I want to go yeah. with him. So, amen. Amen. Great. Let's go, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rachel, you can take it, girl. You can lead us down this road. Where are we going? Okay. Well, I think you both said a couple of really important things. And, you know, this, I hear a lot from men that women only want, you know, it's, it's, there's no hope for regular guys. 
women only want the top 15%, the ones who make the most money, who, you know, have the most status, all that kind of stuff. And I think to myself, I feel, I feel sad for them that they think that because I don't actually think that's the truth. I think the truth is what you guys are talking about. A man who can, like Omar, you you realize that there was room for you to grow and you were willing to take responsibility. You were willing to communicate around that. It may have been at the end of that relationship, but you were you that's where you are in your own journey right now. And also it's about maybe it's not about the money per se, because things happen. Is my man resilient? Is he going to be able, am I gonna be able to trust that he will be able to get us through this? and I can follow his leadership. So yes, there are strong women out there, but if a man can't lead a woman and doesn't make her feel safe, and, and there isn't some form of direction, that's one of the things that I hear so much is, you know, like a man can't even figure out where to go for a date or what time or anything. Like there's no, I hear it so many times and it starts in the in the very beginning. It's so at the, like the smallest levels. Can I jump in on this? Because <clears throat> yeah. we had a conversation about this two weeks ago on American Masculinity, and we had the conversation, is it the man's role to lead? What do you think? What, tell us your thoughts. What, what does, what, t tell us your thoughts on it, because it, 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 that's very, to, to say yes, that's the man's role to lead, is, is first off, it's is extremely not politically correct to say that, uh, but, but our, our goal in, the, in this podcast is, is not political correctness, our goal is truth. Are, you know, yeah. we're after truth at any cost. Um, that's the highest value. So tell us your thoughts on that comment, because you made some you made some comments there about uh, women being frustrated with men who, in what I heard, struggle to lead themselves, let alone someone else. And and women have a hard time allowing a man to lead as well. And I can speak for myself in that way too, because we are called to be all of these things and be strong and have to take care of ourselves in so many ways and find that direction and then also be expected to switch into now I'm feminine now I can ease you know lean lean back and let a man lead well it's like hey in business I have to know what's happening with my business I have to move things forward so if a man isn't picking up that ball right away it can be it can be pretty frustrating but I think it's it's not just men that don't know how to lead it's also women that don't know how to let a man lead and that's challenging so I don't think it's politically correct. I mean, and it's my opinion, you know, take it or leave it. But I do think that it, like the men should lead. I mean, I, I want a man who will lead that I feel like I can trust his authority as a man to lead. Can, and I, can I jump in on that last little thing you just said? That's, that's what I think. Um, what I've noticed in like my time dating, like the, when I have found success, are the times where I didn't even realize I was leading. I just say, hey, uh, do you want to do this on this day at this time? Yes. The, there's no, it's all the BS is done. We've talked about it. We've kind of, the plan is already in motion. What I feel, and I found the most success, Rachel, you tell me what your thought is like, you don't want to think about it. That's it. You, the, the guy did no. the work. It's uh, whether, <laughs> if you want to go eat, cool, we're going to go get Mexican food. You didn't say anything or you didn't bring anything up if you know your uh, partner, your girlfriend, whatever. Um, if you know who they are and what their style is, I think as long as you make the, the choice and just proactiveness, then you're good. And as a as a man, I, like you should be proactive. You should just already have the ball rolling. Like If something changes, cool. 
it changed, but at least you had a direction. And I think what you're saying, Rachel, and both of you, uh, a man should just have a plan, period, whatever that is. And that's all a, a woman wants. And from my, this is just my own two cents. What yeah, I think. What is leading exactly? Are we talking about being proactive? I, is that all leading is? Is it being assertive? What What would you classify being a, I, I mean, you're being the leader of the relationship. What, 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 what's your take on that, Rachel? Yeah, I think those are those are great words. Um, being being proactive, um, having a sense of direction, letting. I mean, again, I feel like women have to be in this space now of like going out and doing all these different things. So when a man can just kind of take over that role of let me make some decisions, you don't have to get it all in your head. Let you know, let's this is what we're doing. And it's it just feels it feels so nice. It's like a like a, the body can relax, the nervous system can relax, and then we can soften and then we can connect from that place with our man. So I think it's it's an opportunity early in dating when a man, start, you know, starts making the plans and says, hey, are you available? I mean, I love that you said that, Omar, that you're like, are you available on this day at this time? Okay, what about this? I mean, I, I just wrote a book um, called The 10 Online Dating Attractor Keys Any Man Can Use to find quality matches fast. It's a really long title. But anyway, and it, it literally says, like, almost verbatim those words because, you know, it's it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot, and it's an opportunity to show a woman that you – also that you have an opinion, you have a strong opinion, you can, you can take charge. Um, and yeah. This just sounds diff. This just sounds off to me from what society is telling us we should be doing saying I, you have a man with a strong opinion. He's a leader. Um, I know. He's the one basically telling you, Hey, this time we're going here and here. That if I go out and tell anybody that uh, you're going to get just roasted in society. Right. I, I mean, it, I think a lot of people do, but that's also why it's so fractured and why so many people are unhappy. I mean, you have to look at the root of what's going on, and a lot of people are not doing this, and I think that that's really why things are so dysfunctional. Is it the feminism movement? Is that is that what's killed this? Is that what's killed the man's role in, in, in a relationship? I, I think that's a big part of it. You know, we talked a lot about the different narratives that come up and the different propaganda around certain things and the direction that you know, whomever it may be is trying to steer the country. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, I, I feel like it's, it's intentional that they're steering it in this direction. I think one of the other challenges <clears throat> is that you have more and more you have boys being raised by women, not by men. Uh, fatherless homes, that's one of the biggest problems in this country is the fatherlessness. And where does a boy learn how to lead? You know, where is a boy learning how to be a leader? You know, I, without a doubt, how is he learning? It's tough. And, and, and I think the challenge is the masculine because, you know, I think that's something that always needs to preface this conversation is that, that we all have both masculine and feminine energies within us, right? And when, the f and when our feminine energy within each of us, whether you're a man or, or a woman, is too strong, we're out of control, mm -hmm. right? Women can be too much in the feminine and out of control, chaos. Uh, men, same thing. We, I, we, you know, can be out of control, no plan, life's chaos. You know, we're, we're, we're drugs, it's party, it's, it's wild. There is no, you know, it's, we're, we're living without order in our life. So we can all experience, you know, too much femininity 
or too much order. And too much order is, you know, boredom. It is, it is, it is getting up a routine, and we don't change routine. We don't grow. We don't change. It is, it is, you know, is marching to death. Uh, and and so we can all experience both of those. But you know, the challenge with coming back to, to men though is men are not being taught. They they have that sense that they need to lead. Because that is innate. They, you know, men are predominantly masculine. That's uh, that's everything in their body. They're even their way they're built anatomically is it is going forward. Is direction is single purposeness. But the problem is they feel that need to lead. But the, it, but the challenge is they're not taught. And so the, what, how that often comes out is unhealthy, which is control. It is you know yeah. we're I'm I am the man. We are going to do this. Yeah. I am the man. We are going to raise our children this way. I am the man we are going to, you know, we are going to go to church. We are, I am the man we are going, and it's control. And that's not what women want. Some women want control, but it's, that's not healthy to be, want to be controlled either. You know, it's, women want to follow, and following is a choice. Yeah. You know, it is, to me, that's what a woman, the woman respects that man, respects the way he thinks, respects his compass, where it's at, and she can trust that she can let go into herself and that she can let go of her own need to control the universe and embrace and, and allow that to come together and be one. This, the masculine, the feminine, just like we as, as individuals have to be one. So that, that's my thoughts on, on the leadership. And I, think we, and I think, again, men aren't taught that. Men aren't taught how to be leaders, you know, how to truly lead the right way. That was well said and, uh, and good to distinguish that as well because it's not like leadership, you know, you ask what leadership is and it's, I wouldn't say that it it's doesn't have the mechanism of control around it. It's it's not to that far spectrum of chaos and so there is an, a form of control in a different sense, not, you know, that you're being controlling though. And the truth is a woman gets to choose, that's within our our power to choose our man and so it goes back to do we respect your authority and leadership if it's a man who's overbearing and controlling and we will be doing this and we will be doing that i mean maybe in the bedroom that's okay should we have some time in the next oh, podcast man. to talk about that yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's the after hours that podcast. Is the after hours <laughs> so go on though I think I think that's that's what I wanted to say. Okay. What do you think, Omar? The leadership part, yeah, or um, yeah, do you feel like you're? So you took six years off, yeah, right, uh, from dating, mm -hmm. no dating for six years. You were trying to find yourself, see so who you were, yeah, who you are, yeah, find that core belief inside of you, right? Yep. Um, like I said, I was. It was such a wake up call because I was dear John. Oh, audition. Like, no. Oh. That's like I, I went camping with my friends for his bachelor party. And um, when I came back, it was just an overnighter. There was a note in our apartment. And that's how I got divorced. She said, Peace. I'm yeah. out. And, oh, uh, that's how you got divorced. Yeah. Not so, just a girlfriend. That was. Yeah, no. So that um, that's why I say I took a break because it was a long winded letter of oh. hearing what a horrible husband or, you know, boyfriend I was. And how, how long were you married? Three years. And um, I remember reading that note and thinking, I'm not this person, but the only way to prove, I remember like thinking, the only way to prove that you're not something is by your actions. If you're a POS, then your actions prove that you're a POS. If you're not, 
then your actions will show you're not. So that was my intention. That's why I took um, the time I did because um, I needed to, I just, yeah, I need, you said it best. Alone time is the best time. And, um, and I realized that for me to, to be the, the right partner for my next girlfriend, then I needed to know who I was. I needed to know how resilient I can be. And most importantly, I needed to prove to myself that I wasn't the person that was on those pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. So that's why I took a break. Um, I think that the leadership, there's a couple things I was thinking about that really struck with me. Um, I'm going to go back to culture. I'm going to go back to um, the entertainment business because the the narrative is skewed as far as women and uh, empowerment. Do I think it's, and I talked about this with Andy on the podcast, do I think it's um, important and do I support women in power? 100%. If you're a woman and you're doing your thing and you're crushing it, amazing. Like, how can I help you? My marketing team is for women and I love them. Like, they help me be better. What is skewed is it doesn't necessarily mean that they are the right person for the job. I've mm. seen, and this is the leadership part where, like, I'm a little skewed, right? Um, I s- I've seen, in my personal experience, the wrong leadership get put in because of they were a woman, a woman. Color, yeah. Color Sex, as well, like, yeah. and so that to me is where, like, it's, that's where the, the narrative is wrong. That's where it's affecting culture. That's where it's affecting business. That's where it's, that's where a lot of the problem is, and it's, and I saw it in the fashion industry, and I follow, um, you know, footwear news and all these things, and when, when they, like, promote these women, and I, I'm like, okay, like, it's probably the right thing, but is it, I look at it in the bigger picture, I'm like, are we just pushing this narrative? And then the, let's say, experienced personnel don't ever get to to be the leader um, because it's so focal on the woman where maybe, the uh, like you said, men aren't learning to be leaders. And so I um, dating now, I see and I feel that <laughs> men are just soft. If you're younger, if you're my age or younger, there's a really good chance you're kind of a soft dude that you don't really have um, a sense of self-worth. And because um, I put myself in those places often. But it, when I look at, for whatever reason, just the one to two years older than me, it seems like the mentality of men are very different. And you're 36, right? I'm 36. Um, and then the younger generation, I don't know if it's video games or the, uh, I mean, everything in society has just made uh, the youth so soft. Everything is that the same with women? Is that the same with women, or is it just? I mean, I'm are, not, women, I'm not, are women different from a certain age on down? You know, their softness. Their. How about this? What's that? Well, she's checking on the news on a commercial. I told her to scratch the commercial break. Okay, <coughs> this is all right. This is. Um, that's a really good question. So this is my thought process of this right now is men are getting softer because everything that is being pushed is about gender, gender neutrali- neutrality. I can't even say it. 
So women are just kind of like, whatever, you want to be a little more masculine? Cool. I think they're picking up the slack and getting stronger. Women? I think so. Which is, yeah. Really? really. Yeah, because I, would you agree 30s? with that? Yes. Yeah. I, I think or, or do, they men, have to? Men, do they have to? Okay. Because the men aren't there. Because the men, men see the men is if the man is being beta ish, you know, beta, if the man's being doesn't ha- know where he's going, if he's not solid, he doesn't he's not aligned with God and with his purpose and he's not going somewhere and he's not picking you know, take providing, well guess what? Someone's gonna say, Well, if he's not gonna take care of it, I will. I will. <clears throat> Someone has to. And so that's the problem is is sexuality is built on polarity, on se- on polarity between the masculine and the feminine. The stronger the polarity, the stronger the se- sexual tension. Am I right? Amen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the problem is, is men are coming down on the polarity scale. They're coming less masculine, and women are becoming less feminine and more masculine, which creates less sexual tension and less sexu- sex- sexual. Yeah, I agree. So those pills? Are they taking those pills? <laughs> right? So I think women are getting stronger. Are, well, women, maybe they, women were strong and men just I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you from my own exam, my own, own life. <clears throat> you know, my wife and I, you know, I, I'm, I got divorced. And uh, obviously when you get divorced, at least for me, it's like, you're like, you're on, you start, you're, you're, you're driving down the road and you're, you're the train wreck, right? And you're, just, <laughs> yeah. you're all sorts of damage causing all sorts of problems. And, and for me, it's like, all right, let's find someone else who's going, who's, you know, life's a train wreck, and let's go wreck the world together. <laughs> well, I met Lexi, that's when I met, met uh, Rachel. Rachel there. Were you a train wreck too, Rachel? Were you on that train? Was, I was just, I was just her neighbor. Oh, okay. <laughs> you weren't on the train. She may not have, she was, <laughs> she was, she was on the same train, but she was in that general vicinity. <laughs> but we were, we just like, you know, we just like, you know, risk escaping together, just escaping, escaping. And, you know, we get married, and, you know, it's amazing. This first year, we think we have this most incredible relationship. We start this organization, Power Couple Academy. We thought we were so, like, amazing relationship. And it was like, you know, one year we'd been together, what, four years, three years, married a year, and, like, we think we have this most incredible relationship. And then the crap hits the fan, and it's like we just, like, everything falls apart. And... uh, It's interesting because in retrospect, I realized all we really had the first while was a very codependent relationship. I needed her for Mm -hmm. my happiness. I needed her for my, you know, to escape my problems. I needed her validation, and she needed mine. And so it was like, oh, we completely just fed off each other's neediness. Well, eventually, you know, what happened is, you know, we came out to Utah. We start having some stability, and she starts – I'm still way too much my feminine. I'm chaos. I'm, I'm just chaos. And she starts, you know, getting some spirituality in her life, and all of a sudden she starts to become stronger, and I'm still here just spinning out of control and kind of doing the same thing. Sexuality for the first time, we had these incredible dynamic relationships, you know, complete and, and just incredible. And all of a sudden sexual polarity is gone. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on here? And that's, you know, t- and that's, you know, to me, I, to a weak man, she comes and picks up the slack and all of a sudden she's like, I'm not attracted to this. I want someone who's got his crap together. And my th- first thing was I was attacking her like, you're just too masculine because I start studying the masculine and the feminine because I'm like, whatever is going on here, I ain't going down this road. We're going to fix it because I'm not going to go down another, you know, divorce. And I also realized same problem, first wife, second wife, maybe the problem's me. So I start, you know, studying the masculine and feminine. But what I did figure out is I needed time alone. I had to fix my sh- my g- stuff 
get my life in order. And it took a long time of me really just putting, you know, myself together until finally she started seeing that guy and says, you know what? I like that guy. I respect that guy. She relaxed into her femininity and all of a sudden the sexuality came back and, and then we really had a real relationship, not a codependent one. Can I, um, yeah, jump, let's go. Sorry. I'm like, I'm doing all the, the, the chatting on your guys' podcast. Uh, Rachel. Oh yeah. You know, you've talked too much. Rachel, I think you'll appreciate this. This is your field, but, um, I broke my single streak last year. Um, and I got into a relationship that was very natural and um, we dated for eight months. And then we, I, I broke up with her just because I was like, this is not going to go anywhere, and we're really good friends. So positive note. The reason why I'm bringing this up, it was the best relationship I've ever had because of the communication. Mm. We had, um, we actually never had sex, which was crazy. It was more of a religious thing that I respected with her. And I remember... When, when we first started getting involved, we were friends, and our communication was like, it was awesome. And just We knew how to communicate with each other. And so that's what made the relationship easy. And the reason why uh, I think we stuck around together for so long was because both of us had never been in a relationship. And we lived together during this time. We've never been in a relationship with um, anyone where the physical, the kisses, the holding hands, the sleeping next to each other, that was more powerful than sex. And I remember there was a handful of times where um, just the intimate uh, conversations or sleeping next to each other and holding each other, I was like, wow, this is, this is a real connection. And um, if we would have ever had sex, I'm sure it would have been like probably amazing because of that. And I wanted that relationship because I needed to learn what it is to communicate. And... Um, that that was hard for me because it was like so often right just like of i want to this is where okay i'll be transparent i needed that for myself because i also wanted to conquer porn and masturbation so for a year and a half and in including that relationship i didn't either i needed to master what it is what a what a quote alpha can you can you really control your desire? Can you not look at porn? Can you not masturbate? Can you be in a relationship and be completely faithful? Like everything. And that's what made that relationship beautiful. And that's what made me realize what well, I can be as a man. And it made me realize what you were saying, Rachel, like women pick up on those things. I've had way more success in my dating life by not looking at porn and not masturbating because for whatever, and I do know now, Women can tell that. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> Women can tell because do, do, of do you know, Do you know what is something powerful there? And then I want, I want to Rachel to jump in, too. The, 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 when the woman senses you're in control of yourself, yeah. when she knows you're ruling your own world, your, your nation, your empire of you, when you have that under control, when she and she knows, and again, especially if she's religious and she knows the, where she's her North Star is is it has a spiritual aspect to it. When she knows she can let go and be completely free and open, and that you will not trespass that boundary that you both have set. Yeah. 
the woman, I mean, then she can fully give and embrace and, and the flower opens up because she's safe. That's awesome, bro. That's, yeah. that's, and, yeah, that, that's and, and to me, I think that is one of the most, you know, the, the journey to find what is the man, what is masculine, to me, what you said right there is one of the, is the epitome of masculinity, self-mastery. It is to rule one's self. And so few of us, and we live in a society that teaches men not to do that. Rachel, thoughts? Go. Well said. Well said and good on both of you, honestly. I mean, I think there's this idea that men can't be vulnerable and they can't talk about these things and because it's not masculine, and I don't agree at all. I think it shows a level of strength and willingness to work on yourself and that, you know, that creates an opening to want to trust somebody and to create emotional intimacy. So, Omar, the stuff you're talking about, it's like, you know, the, the sexual stuff wasn't necessarily on the table, but you more deeply connected with yourself, and then it created a pathway for you guys to have beautiful emotional intimacy, which from that bedrock can then lead to a great relationship potentially it didn't necessarily in this case although like you said you do still have a good friendship and you you respect each other i'm sure um but and also could have led to really amazing sex where the woman could really be in full surrender i mean i think that's one of the things that women want most is to be able to be in full 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 surrender to her man and it's rare in my personal experience as well as people that i've worked with um, to feel like they can get to that place. Um, Why? And then with, well, I think it has to do with a lot of stuff we're talking about with, you know, the, do I fully trust this man to lead? Um, do I, do I trust, do I, I mean, the emotional intimacy stuff without the physical stuff, and you mentioned the boundary crossing as well. Um, can, if a woman knows her, her North Star, I think a lot of times, a man isn't necessarily ruling himself or his life. A woman doesn't necessarily know what her North Star is. So there's not clear a clear framework. And so therefore, there are the trespasses that will happen a little bit here. There's a little give, a little take, um, and there's not a full respect you know, of those things for the self or with others. And that can, that can lead to that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Go on, though. And, uh, Did I cut yeah, you off? I was, I was Oh, no, not at all. I was I was also just going to uh, speak to, you know, the transformation with you and Alexia and your relationship and your openness around that, because I did meet you guys in the in the early <laughs> days where I was like, oh, yeah, like, what is going on next door? I should put my headphones on. <laughs> but I do remember, I mean, you know, I think we all are pretty, pretty open. And so I knew a lot of the, the nitty gritty of the stuff that was going on in the relationship. And I didn't know when you guys went through that harder time, but we did talk about it on the other side of it. But I love that you're speaking about it and that you have that you went to into that aloneness where you could reflect on yourself and really look at it and say, hey, where can I where can I better myself? And I the common denominator here has happened before. This is for me to do. And then the recognition of the polarity shifting back into alignment. As a result of that, I, I just wanted to really acknowledge you for that, too, because that's like this, you know, people talk a lot about toxic masculinity. It's like, well, what about this stuff? The men who are doing this work to be able to show up for their women, that's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I think the problem is society, like I said, doesn't, you don't learn this, you know, and, and, yeah. and you know, even in a lot of <clears throat> marriages that are in, uh, that are intact, 
you don't see a lot of healthy because again, and I think we, we go back to you know you guys to to Hollywood and to to the to the music and to, to the industry that's leading culture cult to culture, and culture does you know shows fatherhood as you know as Homer Simpson, it shows masculinity as as a joke, so I mean you have the entire you have you have all of society from 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 the school systems which pushes you know the feminine you know idea the you know the uh, feminist idea from you know hollywood the music that i mean everything is pushing and destroying the idea of of what a healthy man and woman the relationship really is so where where do you learn this maybe at church maybe and that's at why church I started my company. what's that <laughs> from her company that's where yeah. you're doing it <laughs> yeah well, hey um i want to say no. something that you you brought up at the, and I don't want to let this skip my mind, um, but you were talking about when you and Alexia, did I say it right? Mm-hmm. When you first met, and then there was, um, you were looking for someone that was on your level. I That made me ponder of moments that I have been uh, on the dating app, dating apps, I guess. We touched on it very briefly at the beginning but you were talking about how people are on those and maybe don't have self-worth or something like that mm, disposable disposable i want i want to focus on that at Kay. some point um i'll pull this up just to yeah. show you guys uh the dating app i use <coughs> you bet they're not gonna pay me money for this <laughs> uh but hinge tender hinge hinge, hinge. and um uh, how I, many are you familiar I, with this hinge yeah um, so I have, let's see, in the conversations, I have 98 hidden and then one, two, three, four, like six girls that I'm talking to. Sometimes I like look at this and I kind of get mad at myself because I'm going on the app looking, right? Like why, why am I looking for a hookup? Yes. So, <laughs> no, that, I mean, no, that's being, being totally real, right? It's like, ad- and, and it's addictive. So, like, isn't what, that what Tinder's for? I, I thought that was the which role is of why, Tinder. Which is why I don't use Tinder because there's still that level of, like, I still have value, right? Like, okay. There's still, and even, and I'm talking about this because sometimes if I if I see a girl, and I hope this doesn't sound mean because it, it's, it goes the same for a man. I'm sure a woman would, will do the same thing. But if I see a female that I could just tell is either a partier or maybe is struggling, sometimes I'm like... Daddy issues? Daddy issues. Sometimes I just think that could be an easy hookup. I think and all yeah. guys think that. Yeah. All guys, if you're looking for that, you look for that shit. But then I... Yeah. And then you see another girl that looks like a, a rock star, and you're like, I got no chance at that. Like back and forth and I struggle with these apps because because of that like I'm just I'm judging someone I don't know them I'm searching for it's like I'm tapping into my insecurities Mm. uh, versus now I'm just like and I'd rather go out to like a CrossFit gym or something and see if maybe I can meet someone else else there or something because I'm kind of I'm kind of Curious. I'm kind of curious. Um, so you said, you know, you're on there mostly looking for a hookup or you're on there looking for a hookup. Is it because they're the women that you see on there that you go, oh, I have no chance with the ones that I actually really want. And so you're 
like kind of more settling for the hookup or looking for those women that maybe are the the wounded birds or whatever that's you know yeah like i that's a really good question i and i'm and i've thought about this many times like once once i get into like well and i think this is normal for most i'm sure this is not like abnormal for you i think this is most guys yeah, so to be I, to be man horse, right? Hey, I, I will admit I'm trying to be. <laughs> but but um, but to be even mm. if you're a man whore, whatever, like you still have to have that honesty, right? And that's like a different yeah. topic. But with this, um, I find my darkest self in those apps because I'm going because. I don't know this person. I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, I want to use them. You're a user. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that, there's nothing wholesome about that, so you this, can't feel this, good about this that. Goes, <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I find myself even now, like, less and less and less. Even you, that's why I only have the one, because I feel like a piece of shit. I love the honesty, so too, and I think it is real, and I think... Yeah, this is, so the married men like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. And and actually, you know what, it really does because it's hitting the same addictive emotional triggers as porn. Yes. It's sensation. It's, it's adrenaline. It's, it is, it is, it is, it's firing those things up. And that's the problem with those apps and is, is it's, it becomes addictive and it's just the same way porn is, is because it's, it's, where can this go? It's, it's the imagination, which, which that imagination, if it's pointed downwards, you know, it get, it can get very dark. It's it's no different than porn. It's the same trigger mechanisms. It's not, but at, but at the same time, it's it's, it's, it's the a rush. G- it's a game. It's the rush. It's a game, and and when you conquer that game, you, you almost feel powerful. Like, oh yeah, I, I nailed that. And I, I think a lot of it's just the game. It's the rush. Like you're talking it, about. Well, it, it's, it's uh, to me, is that not the same trigger it, it triggers as as porn though? I for me, what you said resonated. I, I mean, it's, it's, it might resonate, but I still don't think it's like the same as porn. It's not the same, but it's it's the same. Tri- it's a tr- it's the same addictive like that need. Like I mean, it's it's yeah. even so, you can have that even on social media. That need for a validation, that need for excitement. Yeah, but that need for excitement can be racing dirt bikes. Uh, yeah, but that's healthy. But that's healthy. Though. It, it it's is. healthy. It's doing something productive. It's not aiming down. Yeah, because there's some addictions that can be healthy, right? There are some things like fitness is healthy, and and for me, it's I find that addictive. I, it's something I, that I find that I think is somewhat I don't know what addictive is right, but it can be. I mean, well, well, it's yeah, it's habit, habit. habitual. Yeah, it's good. It, for, it gives good hormones. It gives good good uh, re- releases good endorphins and hormones. Yeah, where yeah. some of these things are a little bit again, it brings you darker. It's not taking Definitely. you up. It's taking you down. Yeah, no doubt. What, what do you got to say? What's that? I think I think you have to be really intentional about how you use them, recognizing that they're created to get you addicted to it. So a dating mm-hmm. app that's meant to connect you with somebody is actually not really meant to get you off the app. It's meant to keep you there. So I think people use dating apps not recognizing that you you do have to go in like with pretty clear focus about what you're looking for. Hopefully there's integrity around the communication and what you're looking for and be be really intentional and use it as a tool versus letting it use you. Do you know the odds mm. that people actually get hooked up and get married on those apps? Well, that, that's two it's very, not, that's two very different things. Hook up is one thing. Married is different. So which is, what is or your married. question? 
hooked up Angular. I don't know the statistics okay. on it. I, I, I wonder if it's like 1% or 2%, if there's really a chance that you're going to find the right one there. Hey, I've heard hey, of it. Hey, am I here? Two of my brothers? That's where I met my wife. Really? Well, that's yeah. a pretty good statistic. A lot of my relationship and two of your brothers nailed it? Two, two of my brothers, and then uh, I have another friend that mm. they met on. I mean, most people are meeting there these that's days. True. But, yes, yeah. and, th and if we talk about that, and now, and even the pandemic, what has shifted is the loss of how do you talk to someone. So, for example, the reason why I have so many people that I talk to is because after I send a message, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not trying to have a pen pal. If we want to meet, let's go get coffee or let's, you know, let's go meet somewhere. Um, and I find that even now, and this is probably because of COVID and the apps have it too. So it's like how propaganda gets pushed everywhere. It's like, do you want to do a virtual FaceTime call first? Do you want to, mm -hmm. how do I eliminate all this physical, all this like face-to-face -face contact? And I think you said one of you, uh, just keep you on an app versus meeting and then... Yeah. That's created a whole different thing. Yeah, but but to be fair, when there's so many people and you're like filtering through, like you said, you have 98 hidden and six you're talking to. We're talking about, I'm like, if my math is right, 104 different people. And if you're trying to filter through, then, I mean, from a woman's point of view, to get dressed up, to do your hair, to do all the things, to go on all these different dates. I mean, I think it's actually really good to do that, to have a, a conversation on the phone first, to have a FaceTime to see if there's a natural connection when you speak, all that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, women want to feel, again, like I talk about primal core drivers and how to ignite a woman's primal core drivers. And you can start that in the way that you start talking to them and courting and leading on the apps. Um, Trust. So a woman, a, a woman wants to feel foundation. safe. True. Yeah. R Rachel, I got to ask you something. So I got a few buddies that are watching. They are in their 40s. And obviously the women they're dating have a lot of baggage and that drives them insane. They, they say that they're all basket cases, right? And, and they could be attracting that into their life. Let, let's just, let's put that aside. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Right? But there is, I, I mean, you, most, of the, most of the women that don't have baggage are are probably taken. I, I would say a lot of them are taken, right? With I, think, I think most people in general have baggage. Yeah. That's Everyone called being baggage. human, right? Yeah, yeah, but but women typically will have kids with them because their husband left them or they left their husband, you know, with the dirt bag. So now they're raising three, four kids, you know, in their 40s. And so my buddies are basically giving up on dating because they're tired of meeting all these women with tons of emotional baggage. Well, what about their baggage? Well, they seem to they have none. Are your buddies oh, 40? <laughs> yeah, my, my buddy's like 42 and uh, Well, 40s. your buddy is obviously not looking at the reality of the situation, which is, are you going to date a 20-year-old that's immature? No. You're going to date a woman who's got years to have, like, 15 years? That's a kid. Yeah, but, it, but if they're kid. single, uh, they're saying that a lot of them have. Are they from Utah? The women? Yeah, the guys, no, yeah. No, your, your yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's a problem. You go to L.A., like, you can meet tons of single people that are – no, quote unquote, no baggage, no kids, but they're just doing their thing. If you live and in, they a, have their own type of baggage. Yeah, but if you live in a yeah. place like here in Utah, where, uh, yeah, the average age of getting married is what twenty, mm -hmm. so you got to add, and you're at fifteen years to that. There's a high, high, high likelihood that whatever woman they're going to be dating is going to have a child. So if you don't want to do that, dude, tough luck. Go to a different city. Let's be real. 
Maybe not LA. But I'll tell you this: when you date someone who's you know doesn't have kids and they're older, that has their own set of baggage as well. It's not again. We all she hit the nail head. We all have yeah. baggage. Yeah. We all have baggage, especially. Because I'll tell you, one of the challenges of, of not being in a relationship or not having kids is it becomes very easy to live in a world that is all about you. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you know, I mean, it's, it, everything is, I mean, that's, the, that is one of the challenges of when you live in a world and every day it's about, you know, everything you eat is about you, everything you do, your job, everything's about you. It is becomes very, then you get in a relationship, it becomes very difficult to be about family and and that is one of the challenges. So there's baggage every way you look at it. Yeah. I mean, sure. that's the thing is we're humans. And usually if we're single, there's a reason. There's, you know what I mean? For the most part. I mean, we're, and even when we're married, we all got baggage. I mean, that's the thing is I've got baggage till my wife's got baggage. And yeah. it's a matter yeah. of, that's where it's a matter of, to me is, I found this interesting. <clears throat> my wife has daddy issues. Okay. She has, she, she went through stuff as a child. And at some point, you know, when I was going through my process of healing, it, my had a choice because I got, she's got issues, and then and I, it was it was vi- it was very difficult. And the realization I had that changed everything in my life was: yes, she has daddy issues, and your role, Jason, is to be the healthy masculine, is to heal her you know, is to be that man she never had, that man she needs, the man she can trust that will never leave her no matter what she does, that she will always be safe, that no matter how far she goes, he's not going anywhere. And I think that's the reality is, is that's the type of mass, that, that's the type of men women need is, is, and not that I'm that type of man. I'm like, I'm, I'm aiming for that, mm-hmm. right? right? We're aiming for that man who can be, that rock for for these women who have those issues, and I will tell you, if 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 families have a real true leader, true leader, when when we say the truest healer, if you want to look at what is the truest leader we can look at in history, Christ is is the is the model for man for all this. If families had someone like that at the head, I can promise you some of that baggage would disappear really quickly with healing. And I think we have men that don't want to put that kind of work in. They want instant gratification. But the truth is, if you want real depth in a relationship, it requires you to be that kind of leader that the woman, like like you know, Rachel said, can then let go and embrace and then open the flower to the man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ra- Rachel, I want to – we're almost out of time, but I want to ask one more question. Give me your – Two or three of your best advice for dating. We have three I'm, minutes. I'm still dating my wife, right? I mean, yes. we're all still dating our yes, wives. this is great. Give, give me two yeah. or three of your best advice for, for dating my wife or, or single, like Omar. Okay. I mean, I mean, I okay, I'm trying I'm trying to think because I think those, are, those can be kind of different things depending on where you're in the relationship. Um, so obviously we've talked a lot about this leadership piece and, and I, I don't want to just jump directly away from what Jason's saying. I think they, they intersect here. It's looking at where can you be, where can you be that rock for your woman? Where can she, she can be messy. She can be all these things and somehow you can still corral her in that and love her through that. To me, that is like the deepest level of healing. And I do think that that's what this planet needs. And, and we do live in a world where, it is the instant gratification and, and all of that. And 
Um, I think I think it goes both ways for men and women. Like there's a lot of healing to be had on both sides of it, and no one's going to be perfect. There's always going to be baggage. Um, so one of the things that you can do in dating early on, I think, is not write somebody off right away because of the little things, and you can really look at look at their character versus like, oh, they said this one little thing I didn't really, really like, or I didn't really like the way their hair was, or like it gets so disposable. It, it gets, it, it gets so, it, people become so disposable. Yeah, so bring it back to your point on that. It's it does, and and no one wants to feel disposable. And if we're treating others as they're disposable, we're also programming ourselves to know that we're disposable to others too. So, I think we have to you know really be intentional, be mindful. I mean, in a marriage, you probably want to be very intentional and mindful about, like you said, continuing to court your wife. What are the little things? How can you be attentive to her needs if you? you know, are, are going, I mean, for me, one of the things I love, I love doing this when I'm in a relationship, it's like gro- going to the grocery store or running an errand all of a sudden becomes, I get to, I get to have an act of love wrapped up in this. So then I get excited. I'm like, he needed new shampoo. What shampoo will he like the most? Like it's, it becomes this fun little game. And so I think it can work for men as well. It's like, just, just keeping, keeping your woman in mind and doing little things to let her know. I think women really love little tokens to know, hey, I was thinking about you, or hey, this is just because, you know, it doesn't have to be a Valentine's Day or birthday or something. It's like, just because, Um, yeah. I feel like we uh, have have only, what's that? (laughs) If you're married, I'm like, and have a lot of great That's that's a whole other topic, we've always said it. But that's important. I mean, mean, that is is important. Sex is important in a relationship, and yeah, but but again, I I put that it, when I have learned if 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 the sexuality is struggling, I have learned at least in my in my experiences starts with if the man is 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 meant to be the leader, that means the the buck stops with him. If there's problems in that area too. Yeah. Anyways, it we all, could we could have all real. All I feel like we barely scratched the surface. We actually went nowhere. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Rachel. Love you. You're amazing. We're your great friend, Omar. Thank you. Uh, what are we doing here? There we go. There we go. American masculinity. Thank you guys Thanks, for being guys. with us. Hey, great, Thank great days me. coming up. Uh, tomorrow, Oaks, Marlo Oaks, Scott Travis on Thursday, Sean Whalen, boom, on next, next Tuesday, Tuesday. American masculinity. Rachel, thank you for being on Omar. God bless you. God bless America. We win. Take care.